Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Mark Striegel. John Astronomy. The Talking Metal Podcast. Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly. And now your hosts, Mark and John. It's Mark Striegel, and welcome to the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm here with John Astronomy. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. We are having a great time down here. There's so many podcasters. It's hard to believe that something that uh, you had the idea to do back in 2005, and I figured out how to write an RSS feed, and uh, turned into this convention. I swear to God, it's pretty cool. And Emily is here with us, too. Emily, how are you? Awesome. Yeah, you guys have come a long way. You've come a long way, baby. It's so fun to be here with you guys. Cool. And we today are going to feature an interview that Emily recorded earlier with Vernon Reed. Emily, where did you meet up with Vernon? Yeah, I met up with Vernon at Megaforce Records in New York City, um, kind of promoting. I think I think he was doing a day promoting their new album, which is amazing. You'll hear a little bit about... Uh, about that, maybe we'll get to play a little bit later. Absolutely, we're going to hear some new stuff by Living Color, and the new record by Living Color is, of course, called Shade. So we're going to we're going to get into that interview again, recorded in New York City. Uh, Emily did did the interview. We're going to get into that in just a bit, but first, let's just talk a little bit about this expo, John. Running into all sorts of uh, old friends. You seem to know everyone here as usual. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've I've met a lot of these guys out at Ace shows at some of the meet and greets, and uh, there's a, a high uh, level of Kiss contingent fandom. I don't know if that's right. a phrase, yeah. but yeah. Uh, whatever the, whatever I was trying to say, uh, there's a lot of Kiss fans here. How many books have you sold? I have uh, sold about five books really? so far. Really good for you. Wow, yeah. good. Actually, yeah. I think I sold three books and gave two away. But okay, <laughs> anyway. okay. Do all the do all the talking metal fans know that you co-wrote his they, autobiography? They sh- yeah, I I do think that if they're a hardcore talking metal fan, they know I co-wrote the book and right. then give me a feeling off the record. Yeah, Space Invader. So yes. uh, that was cool. Um, it, it's just really cool to to be down here in Nashville. I ran into a great uh, friend of mine that I've known since 1991, Sandy Gennaro, uh, yesterday at the Cobra Rock Club, and he was playing with a Bad Company. Um, Kind of like uh, yeah, they were. Great. I, 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 they weren't calling it a tribute band, but it was a band that plays a bunch of bad company songs, and and they were awesome. And and I was talking to a lot of people. Uh, a friend of mine, Chad Lee, uh, who's an amazing photographer, and he said that you wouldn't believe the amount of people that we would uh, more consider like LA guys move down here. John Karabi, um, Mick Mars lives down here. Dave Mustaine moved down yes. here. Tom Kiefer, Hellstorm, uh, Lizzie from Hellstorm, yeah, Mustaine moved down, down here. here. Yeah. yeah, and um, 
I mean, I'm, I'm a little intimidated by the level of musicianship by some of these people that we've just seen. Like, we go to the, the little restaurant in the hotel, and there's a good songwriter who's a bartender. And, right. Uh, I, here's the weirdest thing. I've seen three left-handed guitar players in two days, two of them on the same stage. That's always like, that's a pretty cool thing. It's a, <laughs> a lot of left-handed guitars. Yes, absolutely. And right now, if you don't mind, John, let's get into your song that you did, uh, you, Ace, Ace's song that you co-wrote. This is... Give me a feeling off the Space Invader record. We are here, Emily Striegel, John Astronomy, Mark Striegel at the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. was Give Me a Feeling by Ace. Make sure you go pick that up on iTunes. Download it legally, of course, or buy the CD. Uh, big shout out to Chris Sinzak from the Decibel Geek podcast for really spearheading all this and, and getting it together and putting it together. And wow, what a great event. Thank you, Chris, for doing this for all of us podcasters. We got Michael Butler is here, Joey Haney from the uh, Rock and Pod Expo. We're going to be talking to Mark Slaughter in a bit. So many great people here. Stay tuned for an episode with Toby Wright, the very legendary producer, all here on Talking Metal. Uh, let's get into the, some living color right now. This is, I mean, listen to this riff. I just love this. Open letter to a landlord. You can see. From 1988, here on Talking Metal.
Open Letter to a Landlord from 1988 by the great Living Color. Uh, one of the bands that I loved back in the day, still love, excited to hear them doing some more music. Yes. And I got a weird story. Back in uh, our old neighborhood, Mark, uh, back at uh, 40 2214 Newport Parkway, I, yeah. I uh, ran into Corey Glover in I the I ran uh, into him courtyard. there, too. Yeah, I ran into him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He was actually dating. Uh, a friend of ours, Abby Kearse, for yeah. a while, who mm-hmm. produced uh, that. Uh, it came from the 80s part two, a show I worked on on MTV, uh, Corey Glover. But anyways, Emily recently ran into Vernon Reed nice. in New York at the Megaforce uh, record label, very famous record label, and they're putting out the new Living Color record. And was the whole band there, Emily, or just Vernon? No, it was just Vernon. And, man, I just wanted to sit. This interview for me was weird because I, I had this need to, like, sit down and have a cup of coffee with him and just kind of talk with him because he had so many interesting things to say. But no one on Talking Metal, I don't think you guys all want to hear my opinion on current events. So I kept, I kept on kind of just steering it back to the album. But I could have talked to him all day. He's so intelligent. Very good. On that note, let's get into Emily's interview with Vernon Reed. This is brand new music by Living Color. It's called Program. It's off the brand new record called Shade. And uh, that'll be followed by Emily's interview with Vernon Reed. To see a, a, a black rock band like... Um, who the fuck was this, man? Man, who in the fuck is this fucking group, man? What year you talking about? Oh, 90s. Living color? Oh? Living color? Living fucking color. Living fucking color. Find me another rock find me another black rock band. Fishbone, most deaf try to do a rock band. Find me another rock band, seriously.
any hatred Cause probably the majority's racist Against the minority races For the problems to be resolved in the race It's gonna take more than the march of Washington State around sharp as debates Cops always harass the brothers They like Clorox bleach Good for whites, bad for colors So when they ask the searches I get nervous Cause Mike Brown was shot down by the people hired to protect the service Went from enlightenment to a dark zone Millions of dumb people walking around with a smartphone Everybody dressing the same as y'all clones Like we wearing a uniform Being unique as rare as a unicorn Refuse to do the norm and just accept yourself Stop trying to be like everybody else except yourself You free your mind, you do anything that you wish to Ignorance is bliss, I refuse to be blissful Man Hello, Talking Metal listeners. This is Emily Striegel coming at you today from Megaforce Records in New York City. And I have the honor to be sitting here with Mr. Vernon Reed. How are you today, Vernon? I'm good. I'm good, Em. We got a little bit of rain today, but we agree that we don't really care about the rain. rain we don't is, care about... No, the rain is beautiful for the flowers and the bugs. <laughs> exactly. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Talk about all things living color, especially the upcoming release of your new album, yeah. Shade, on yeah. September 8th. Yep. This is your first studio album since 2009, so how does it feel to know that this is coming down the pike? God. Oh my God, it's such a relief to get this thing finally out, because we've been just uh, laboring over it for a really, really long time. It's, it's good to get it done. It's, we, it's, uh, we went through a lot of different changes, and... Uh, we're happy, happy it's over. <laughs> well, I had an opportunity to listen to um, a copy of it. I'm over the moon. I think it sounds amazing. It's got a big blues influence. And I'm a blues girl and a metal girl and a hard rock girl. So it was kind of my dream come true. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that, that metal and hard rock, um, blues are at the root of certainly of rock and roll. And, and when you think about certain bands that have contributed to history, you know, uh, Sabbath, Zeppelin, um, bands of that sort. Hey, man, even Metallica, you know, a lot of the riffs are blues-based riffs. And um, and we wanted to look at, you know, recombining uh, Motorhead. It's another one, you know. Nice. I, 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 I wanted, wanted to, I thought that the metal, for us, hard rock and metal has to, we, we wanted to reconnect it to it. Uh, and we, we weren't trying to make a blues record, but the blues is a thread mm-hmm. through the whole thing. And, um, and we managed, I think, to get to have that come across in the songs. You totally did. I hear you playing a lot of slide. You're playing some slide. I don't think I've heard you play slide. Or I don't know if steel guitar. What I am I hearing? Slide, playing slide, yeah. I played this, I this kind of knuckle slide that I came up with in... Uh, it lets me play single note stuff, but I can also play slide. And uh, and uh, I actually played a little slide on our last record on the song "Bless Those." But but yeah, yeah, I got got to play some slide on on preaching blues. Yeah. And still shredding like a crazy man, which is insane. You but you and Corey, but Corey's at the top of his game vocally. You're he still playing. So, he sounds so good. Yeah. You didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> So how does the songwriting process work with you guys nowadays? I mean, um, you're saying this was a long journey, so... Yeah, it was. I mean, part of the thing was just like um, kind of riffing in the studio and finding, you know, finding things that felt good and then kind of building the songs out from there. Um, some of it was um, uh, having lyrics and going, okay, this is an interesting... What, what works with that? And, um, yeah, a lot of it was back and forth, you know, songs come, songs go, songs went through revisions and re-recordings. Um, so that, the pro- that was pretty much the process on this, on this, on this, uh, on this go-round. So the first track that I heard off the album is called Program. It seems, it felt to me kind of like a nod back to Cold of Personality from a couple of different perspectives, musically, and because it's also addressing kind of the highly charged political climate. Yeah. And um, so let's talk a little bit about that and the intro. So when this thing kicks in, I, I had like goosebumps all over my arms. You got to know. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of going back into the kind of riff rock thing. And it's funny because um, you know Elon Musk, 
you know, the guy that, that uh, he's the inventor of the Tesla, Tesla. car. Mm-hmm. So he's got this whole thing that he's been lately that he's been saying that, that, that maybe we're living in a computer simulation. And, and uh, that's so digital, deliciously crackpot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just completely, completely, you know, like... But lately I've been asking myself, is this all... Uh, so why would you, yeah, why would you have, why would, why would sign, how does sinus trouble fit into the construct? That's what I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand how stuffy noses and snot fit into the, uh, fit into the virtual reality. I, you know, but, 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 but interestingly enough, something about, pro, about program is that you think, it's almost like the life of Brian, where everybody says, we are all individuals. You, he, Brian says, you're all individuals. And they go, we're all individuals. It's sort of like uh, we're, we track ourselves into these kind of modes of thinking, into these modes of reacting. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's like we kind of knee-jerk and respond to stimuli, and we're being uh, targeted by media. Yeah. To respond to stimuli, to, to to pick out who the bad guy is, who the slut is, who the good girl is, who the hero is, and and that's been and 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 our opinion and our feelings have been manipulated by advertisers, by institutions, you know, by you know. It's constant. It's and it's a constant, constant thing. And there's a new wrinkle to it: is social media. You know what I mean? So. This whole idea that you, you know, people have to fall in line with a certain thing, or you're being politically correct, or you're blah blah blah, and there, and there's a like this in, bunch of interlocking narratives, because you know programming language is very simple, one and zeros, you know, but it's the combination of the sequences of ones and zeros that create Bezier curves and do all kind, do good, fantastic animation, yeah, do all of it, right? And so that's it's it, and and we're, and it's heading. We know that it's heading somewhere, but we're not in control. We don't know where it is. And even people that are doing it, people are spamming, whatnot, they don't even know. Like, so we're creating this weird organism of opinion and shaming and all this kinds of, these kinds of things. Like to be a teenager now, like, like if I think about middle school, I, my dad, I had a terrible time in middle school. I can't imagine, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, with a situation where you can literally not be left alone. Like, when I dealt with the bully at school, when the school day was over, I got to get away from this person, and I went home, and I could console myself with Star Trek, or whatever nerd thing I was doing, and gird my loins for whatever the next day was going to be. But this situation that we have now is, you know, you, any glance at your phone can be devastating. And, and that's, um, that's wholly unprecedented. And not to mention the fact that we, you know, kids nowadays aren't as social. They're staying to themselves. It's a totally different, you know, environment for them that we're on this trajectory, like flying through the universe at a million miles an hour, and none of us have any clue where we're headed with it. Yeah, well, you know, also, it's, it's also about trust like you know like the the whole idea that the other person is definitely going trying to screw you and you know and and there's this weird situation so we're in these marketplaces but also it's like the like the old reagan trust but verify it's like it's it's a, it's a weird thing and 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 you know this whole catfishing thing whatever so like living so so in the song live we're living in a program you know it's like how do we, res- you know, it's about how do we resist this thing, but we're, we're creating it. We're, we're, I mean, there's one thing for the government and outside forces to manipulate us, but we are creating something that we don't even understand the implications of. It's like this woman that just got convicted for murdering her, her boyfriend from text messages. Right. Like he just said, you know, yeah. he, he, she relent- she, got like two years, didn't she? she relentlessly said, well, you should just kill yourself. Yeah. You should just, well, why don't you just kill Get back you? in the car, she said. It's, 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 um, and, and, and that kind of, um, you know, I think there's a lot of work to come speaking about what we've created. Mm-hmm. Because 
we can think about the Big Brother model, and that has its resonance. It's still very powerful. But it's, it's, it's also little sister and little brother and, you know, your, your trolling cousin or what have you. know what I mean? Like, you're, that's part of what's going on right now, too. Yeah. No, I, it's breaking up families and friendships all over the place. I mean, I haven't unfriended so many people <laughs> in my entire life. Either. It can be, it can be, well, it can be, it can be weird. I mean, um, I, one, one thing that I do, you know, in Twitter, you know, is I, I engage sometimes with people that I disagree with. And, and my thing is, you know, you know, like, I, I only disengage if, if, if there's like name calling. Right. If there's just like if, if there's if there's like ad hominem attacks, I don't deal with that. Yeah. But if somebody says something provocative that mm-hmm. I disagree with, or even if someone that's that I am uh, am in alignment with, but they say something that I disagree with, mm-hmm. I will engage and go. You know what? I don't. You know because we also have to give people space to a point to 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 be themselves or to have contradictory impulses. Or, you know, contradictory on the one hand, one person's contradiction is another person's hypocrisy. And, you know, and, and that's, um, you know, that's a very real, that's a very real thing. Do you feel a responsibility when you sit down, say, to write an album? Mm-hmm. Do you feel a responsibility to make a political statement or is this something that just comes naturally to you? Because there are a lot of artists that don't, yeah, I, well, I guess I mean, they don't have the balls to do it or if they well, just, it's not. Well, you know what, if, you know, I think you have to follow your own. Well, okay, you can. That okay. So a couple of different things. You can craft a persona that's not exact. That's completely not who you are. I mean, that's the nom de plume, right? You can create a, a create. You can have a creation that's not you, but that's what you put up to the. It's like the public image limited thing. Or you can follow your muse. And follow and talk about the thing that you're talking about. I don't think of it as so much as political as, as a dialogue that I've been having with myself and with the band about being American from the very beginning. I mean, and that includes personal stuff, that includes social stuff. Sure. But we we kind of taken on. I take on the idea that everything on a level is political. Mm-hmm. You know, like who pays for the date. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can be can be political. Can be sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. And those and, and those like when um when I, when in the song um uh, two sides, you know every story has two sides, and one of the most cru- crucial lines in that song is when Corey sings, you know nostalgia for things that never happened. Like we are profoundly ahistorical and we're profoundly uh, unreliable in our na- in our narratives, and part of the thing of creating who we are is you're also by creating who you are, you're also making a statement away from what you've been bequeathed. If you if you decide that you know metal, however you define it, is going to be your life, and you were raised in a strictly, you know, I mean, religiously you know, very uptight situation, and you create yourself. You're wa- you are walking away from, you're walking towards something, and you're walking away from other things. And, 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 and this is one of the things that I, I really hold dear from the punk days, the CBGB days. You know, one of the things I love so much about the band Anthrax, you know, these guys, when, the, when, when, when Anthrax, you know, did a collaboration with Public Enemy, I mean, my heart was full. Because, because to reach across the supposed gulf and to find Chuck D tweeted about that recently. Do you see that? About I, I, I did. I didn't, but I, I'm sure it was full of love. I mean, yes. to, for me, for, for me, when I think about the ethnic mix of New York City, right? And this is one of the big things that that I, I recently went into a whole Twitter thing about the idea of whiteness. Well, whiteness is a construct, like blackness is a construct. You know what I mean? Like, we, like really, if you break it down, they, we, they, we're Jewish, we're Catholic, we're 
you know, we're atheists, we're Baptists, we're all of these things. People are from, people are from the Ukraine, people are from Russia, people are from Italy, people from different parts of Italy. You know, it's very, somebody that's Neapolitan is very different than someone from Sicily. You know, people are from Spain and Portugal. They're from all these back, these different backgrounds. And these different backgrounds matter. They, you know, so when somebody claims some kind of white hegemony, it's like, wait, wait, hold on, man. Like, the whole history of Europe is not that. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, with tribalism in Africa and in various places. I mean, it's so funny when, when people think about, well, there's going to be some kind of utopia where, you know, because of the color of your skin, it's going to be cool. It's like, are you serious? Look at the Korean Peninsula. Are, are, you, are you serious? So when I think about, like, Anthrax, where you know these guys who are Italian, these guys are Jewish. They, you know, I remember dance, that guys from German background. They made this one mighty sound. They made the sound together, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 being in New York, we know what it is with these with the neighborhoods and the you know and the and the different ethnicities, and. And really, that's what you're, which, what we're dealing with. You know, the Caribbean people are dealing with the people from the South, are dealing from with the folks, you know, from you know. Now there are a bunch of literal African Americans, people from Kenya, people from Nigeria, and we're dealing with, like I said, said before, people from the South of Italy, people from the North of Italy, people from all over these different areas, and people who are mixed. People are one parent is is Irish, one parent is Italian. Yeah. You know, they're in a mixed race marriage. They just don't know it. That's our world now. You know what I mean? In reality, and so part of the dialogue with within all of these different, you know, like all these different bands that we kind of came up with, you know, we're all trying to talk about who what America is to us, what it is to be alive, what it is to move, mm-hmm. you know, what it is when you fall, falling in love, falling out of love, betrayal, all the denial, all of these things. You know, it's like when Disturbed did the Sound of Silence. They, 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 when Disturbed did that Sound of Silence, they, they took that Paul Simon song and they, they completely reinvented. They, I mean, there was something. The first time I heard it, I just I was almost in tears because yeah. it was so fucking powerful Probably. and so bloody true. They made it their own. And that's what, and really that's really above and beyond everything else. That's what we're that's what we're really talking about. Yeah. So the music video for Who Shot Ya? Yes. Let's talk about this. I saw this today. That's, talk about powerful. Well, you know, one of the things about Who Shot Ya, and, and, and Who Shot Ya is not, is, is basically a cover of Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls tune. And this tune was written, it was really aimed at Tupac Shakur because Tupac Shakur had been shot in New York Outside, outside the Quad Studios, like up on 7th Avenue. So, I mean, this is the song that really kind of exacerbated or started the beat, the West Coast, mm-hmm. you know, East Coast, West Coast beat. And um, the thing about it is, what's so powerful about doing the song Who Shot You is what happened ultimately to Christopher Wallace. That's where the, that's where the blues power of it, that's where the blues narrative is 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 the meta narrative it's not the style of music but it's the whole journey and when it came time to do a video we're like you know what we started talking about like all these different people have been victims of gun violence and we start putting up just numbers and stats i mean americans i mean we're terrified we're scared terrorism we're having the 911 every month yeah i mean and we tend to shy away from counting suicides and accidental discharges. And on a level, we have to look in the mirror because I don't think that there's a country where more artists have, have, have died of gunfire. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like Don Darrow, Lee Morgan, you know what I mean, Chris, uh, I mean, uh, John Lennon. John Lennon. Uh, Kurt Cobain, you know, like it's a, it's a, and it's, the recent ones. Well, they have well, 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 that's also another. It's, it, yeah, that's that's a whole other oh. situation. Mental health issues. Mental health, man. Mental health is a whole other. It is. is a whole. Could, other you thing. could do another video on that. I know. So, do you think? But, but was it a statement more about, um, you know, gun violence, or was it a statement about gun control? 
I think it was more gun. I think it was more gun. I think it's more gun about gun gun violence, because because here's the thing. I, I'm not against the Second Amendment at all. Yeah. It's it's like. I don't. You know this this whole idea that, um, if you question the you know, guns and the proliferation of guns that you're against the Second Amendment is. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really buy that. I don't really buy that. I mean, because basically we're talking about responsible gun ownership. Yeah. And we're talking about things like gun safety. I mean, you know, the NRA was originally a gun safety organization that was turned into a conservative bulwark. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that was, and that happened, like, at a particular point in the 70s, there literally was a takeover of the NRA. And that song isn't the only cover you have on the album. You also do Preaching Blues, like we yeah. talked about before, yeah. and Inner City Blues, Marvin Gaye, yeah. speaking of... Marvin and Marvin, Marvin Gaye, Gaye, another... Exactly, who was, a, who of gun was a victim of gun violence. Yeah. And, and it's particularly tragic when you consider that here's a man who was a hero to, to, to millions and millions of people, but not to his pops. And and when you think about you know um, everybody in families families are um, I don't know what Dostoevsky said like happy families are all the same and unhappy families there are a million ways for a family to be unhappy some I'm I'm paraphrasing <laughs> rudely but but yeah you know that's that's also a big part of um, you know people that we consider our heroes. They they didn't they weren't born out of the head of Zeus. They yeah. actually have siblings and they have drama and they have all kind of stuff going on. Absolutely. So again, uh, the new album is coming out September eighth. It's called Shade. Yeah. One, one thing I want to say is, I mean, it's it's so good and it's so good to see you guys back in the game because it's mm. been a while. Mm. Um, if you could go back in a time machine mm. and back to the nineties and and we could tell Vernon Reed that in 2017, there still aren't a lot of hard rock bands that are, who are African-American. Yeah. What would you say? Well, you know this, I would say that the conversation has expanded from, from the time that we, from the time that the Black Rock Coalition and those bands, you know, it's expanded. Now there's a whole other thing that came out, the Afropunk yeah. movement, and the Afropunk movement is going strong. The Black Rock Coalition is still moving on and, um, you know, when I look at like a, a band like Animals as leaders, with Tolson Abbasi, he's just a beast. You know, I mean, there's, uh, uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's always been a challenge to, to express yourself in a particular way that's independent, that's thinking about it the way you want to think about it. But, you know, I, th I just see it expanding. I, I, you know, from Santo Gold to TV on the radio to Animals yeah. as Leaders to, you know, I just think uh, it's, it's very interesting. Like there's a, you know, like I've been told that there's a whole bunch of super heavy bands coming out of Africa. Really? Right now. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right, I yeah. need to look into Oh, yeah. No, there's a whole... There's a whole thing going on with that. So it's very, very... Uh, yeah. I, it's, I, you know what? It's also about um, in, inspiring people, whoever you are, to do what you want to do. To do what you, you know, to... I recently was gratified to hear that the, the comedian W. Kamau Bell is a big fan of, of Living Color and took it as his inspiration. He's doing a completely different thing. He's got a show on CNN, and he's doing a completely different kind of work. But our our work as musicians really, us and Fishbone and a bunch of other bands really inspired him. And that's really the, you know, you can only do your work. And, and when, it's like when you, man, that is cool. I like that. That is, um... And that's so important. Exactly. I mean, I get that from artists all the time. Yeah, and you, you should. It's well deserved. Are you going to go on tour? Please say yes. You're going to do some yeah, dates. We're doing some UK. We got some UK dates upcoming. 
and and we're very excited about those. And you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be picking up things in the states, doing stuff, different things in the states. But uh, we the next thing that's coming up is uh, some UK dates. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, it was a thrill to speak with you today. I wish yeah. we could. I know you got more interviews going on today, doing a lot of press for the album, but uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on Talking Metal. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. I always thought that our relationship was cool. You played the role of having sense. I always played the fool. Now something's different. I don't know the reason why. Whenever we separate, I almost wanna cry. Oh no, please not that again. Living Color, Love Rears, It's Ugly Head, off a 1990s time, Time's Up record. Uh, I was a big fan of that record. And uh, we're going to keep our coverage going here from the Rock and Pod Expo. John is busy signing autographs, and uh, Emily's busy running around talk to every, talking to everybody. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the guy no one cares about here. No, that's not true, Mark. Everybody knows you. Even we've, so, Somebody we've called me Mark yesterday. Oh, did they call you So I had... First time ever someone recognized me from Talking Metal. I had two requests for pictures when I went up there. So I've awesome. had zero. I've had zero <laughs> requests for pictures. And I've had zero requests for autographs. So. <laughs> someone knew me by my name. Are wow. you Emily Striegel? That is from great. Talking Metal. Look, you guys that was are pretty cool. cool. This is my first. It's the first time for everything. Absolutely. Good. Let's end things with uh, a band that all three of us like. 
Ghost. Yes. This is Year Zero by The Great Ghost here I on Talking it. Metal. And stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple days with another episode that we've recorded live here at the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, that episode will most likely have Toby Wright on it, the legendary producer who's done Alice in Chains, Corn, Kiss, uh, I think maybe Hart. Who, who else? It just goes on and yeah, on. Yeah. Major listening. He's also working with some new artists now, and uh, we touched on that, and uh, it's going to be a great episode. Cool. We'll see you guys. Support us with our Patreon account and also with PayPal donations and by using our Amazon links on TalkingMetal.com. This is Year Zero by Ghost. See you.